0: What's good with y'all, man? It's your boy, Anthony. Coming back to you on another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. And on today's episode, we're having some technical difficulties. So I just recorded this, but the audio didn't say for some reason. So because of that, we're going to go back into this. And we're going to talk about the clash. The clash, we're going to get out to start this race. This is a very interesting race to start off. Eric Amarola, he started on a pole, but he had a very rough outing. He's very he basically got bumped out the way and before you know it he was a lap down. A lot of people was like, That's crazy, it's type of night that he had at that fast of a rate. Now another thing that happened was um what else happened? We also had a football tackle move by Todd Gilland, into Kevin Harvick. I'm pretty sure he overdrove the corner. But I didn't see the camera views to know if he really got into, if he if there was any previous contact before then. Because a few of the camera views, there was like, I would say the production at Fox was like lacking a little bit for this race. But I will give them props and the credits for trying to put so many cameras to try to work this production with this type of race. But with that being said, Kevin Harvick ended up paying Todd him back. He ended up paying the man back. Another interesting thing that happened in this first segment of the race, there were some guys that had speed. The Toyota really had speed. Denny Hamlin had speed. You had Bubba Wallace with speed. Martin Trey's Jr. with speed. Martin Trey's Jr. was basically up front the whole night, too. Martin Trey's Jr. is one of those guys that he really avoided really getting it, getting turned around. I say that to say, Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace, they were fighting for position, and going for the lead... Bubba Wallace figured out he couldn't really make the outside line work. And because of that, he dived in behind Denny Hamlin. Now, when he did that, that was in front of Montreal's Jr. Montreal Jr. got into the corner, bumped into back of Bubba Wallace, who then bumped into Denny Hamlin, sending Denny Hamlin out the way. Now, what that did was that had Denny Hamlin, he was just going backwards. He was dropping like a rock at this point. The only thing that could save him was a caution, and that's what happened. I don't remember exactly what the caution was for. I'm not sure if this was around the time that we saw the football tackle moving a retaliation or not. But Denny Hamlin got that much needed caution. We end up having a restart with like two to go before the state before the um race break to where Bubba Walsh was able to hold off the field. But little will we know the word resto end ended up being what I believe plagued Bubba Wallace in the end. We had the halftime show with Khalifa. That was a nice halftime show. As a kid, as a teen growing up, I would never imagine that this would happen. And it happened. I'm happy with the way the NASCAR is going. But with that being said, we get to the second half of this race. Which it seemed like everybody was driving Let's say as if they smoked one or if they drank one, mm. if you will, it just turned into a chaotic it just turned into a chaotic show, man. Like if you can watch I want y'all to watch the highlights of this race, and once the full race becomes available, I want y'all to watch that as well, because that was a this race was crazy. Just notice the intensity from the first race first half of the race to the second half just picked up a lot. A lot, and there was a lot of bumping around. We saw a lot of cautions, which led to a lot of restarts. Cautions breed cautions, definitely in this next gen car now. But this track, we really saw cautions breed cautions, and we saw Bubba Wallace restart the restart. That car is getting a little weaker and a little weaker. And before so often, Ryan Priest was able to pass him on the outside line for the lead. And at that point, I felt like Bob Walls' car was fading away. That's honestly what I felt like at that point. And that was unfortunate for me. And that was unfortunate being a fan. I was rooting for him to win the race. And another thing I want to talk about is an incident that we saw between two guys that were in the booth calling, I believe, either the Heat Races or LCQ. One of, those, one of the two. And those two guys are Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. Both of these guys, (laughs) they had a run-in on the track where Joey Logano was going into three and four, and it seemed like he overdrove the corner a lot and traveled a lot of distance to ultimately get into Kyle Busch. But that being said, Kyle Busch got on the radio, and he voiced his displeasure. He was like, yeah, you, you don't even need to be talking to me, bro, if you're gonna be doing stuff like that. So that might be an interesting rivalry that got rekindled If you will But that rivalry was interesting throughout the course of last year as well Because Joey Logano bumped Kyle Busch out the way To win the race at my home track at Worldwide Technology Raceway We also saw a new rivalry I believe get born between Austin Dillon and Bubba Wallace But we're going to get into that later now Ryan Priest he's leading this race right. Ryan Priest is leading this race. He just bumped out the lead. I f- I forgot who it was. I believe it was either Martin Truex Jr. or Austin Dillon, if you will. But Ryan Priest got bumped out the way, and then he started getting passed by a lot of cars. The broadcast booth they were like, "What's going on?" And Ryan Priest he went over the radio. This is a it's an electrical issue, and that was just real unfortunate because Ryan Priest was really driving this car. Ron Priest looked like he was gonna run away with this thing. he started taking off, I thought honestly, he was able to pass guys on the outside of race strike cause he was able to do this with multiple guys throughout this race before he even got to the leader. But once he got to pass bubble, and bubble looked like he was the one that was just holding guys off. It looked like it was going to be every man for himself, the but then Ryan Priest was just pulling mental muscle moves because to pull around on the outside of somebody at the L.A. Coliseum, like a one-lane racetrack, that, that's crazy. That shows some speed, but because he had the electrical issue, he fell out of the race, out of contention to win this race, and that's unfortunate. With that being said, that brings us to this rivalry. Austin Dillon and Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace wants the spot. Austin Dillon has the spot. Bubba, he got into Austin Dillon a few times throughout the course of this race, but the he got into him like for about a lap and a half, really trying to rough him up. And once he got by Austin Dillon, was like, you know what, I'm 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 done. You're not finna, you're not finna pass me like that. And then he just dumped him in the corner. Now Bubba was mad because he waited a lap. Again, the field is frozen. I'm not even sure if he stayed on the lead lap or not. But he laid he waited a lap for the field to come around that he bumped into Austin Down before he got going again. Now that being said, that was that was crazy part of race. That was a very crazy part of the race because that's was one of the guys that I feel like was in contention to win. He just got talked. He just got turned around after just roughing Austin Dillon up for about a lap and a half. With that being said, Martin Truex Jr. He was able to hold off the field for the remaining restarts. Austin Dillon was able to Kyle Busch. By the way, Kyle Busch was able to make his way up through the field into. He was able to get up to second before Austin Dillon was able to pass him, and Martin Truex Jr. Won this race with Austin Dunst in second and Kyle Busch in third. That's the podium. Boomers be mad, if you will. But that's the podium. We got um gold medals for the first, second, and third place guys at the L.A. Coliseum. I believe that's honestly some tradition that they should keep up because you're racing in the L.A. Coliseum. But Martin Schweggs Jr., He was able to really run this race without really getting bumped around like that because this was completely different compared to last year. Last year, once we got to the second half of the race, I believe the final green flag run was 69 laps, if you will. This year, the final green flag run was how many laps? I believe it was inside 10 10 to go for the final green flag run. That's what I will say. But... This race, compared to last year, it's like total opposites. And with that being said, I believe next year, because I believe I had a contract to come here again next year for the Clash, it should be somewhat around the middle. Dudes were getting way more aggressive because they know what type of track it is. And a lot of guys seemed like they were having fun out there, if you will, until they got turned around. A lot of guys were just bumping and banging out there, if you will. A lot of people... But this but overall, I like the race. It's a fun race, as a clash, as an exhibition. It's a fun race. As a point race, no, no. I've heard some rumors. I see people tweeting about it on Twitter, by people. I don't mean be meaning nothing important, but in my general vicinity of people that I see when I get on Twitter when I log on Twitter, I hear, like accounts talking about. Oh, what if they make this a point race because they took Auto Club Speedway off the schedule? Because that's also a new story that I, I didn't that I also have to talk about. Auto Club will not be on the schedule next year because it's going to take longer for them to convert that track into a short track. This track should not be. This should track should not be a point race. Um, if they were able to do a heat LCQ feature thing like that. That will be the only, even then, no, because NASCAR does stages. No, that would not, this format would not work as a point race, and this type of track would not work as a point race, because you have to have all the drivers on the track. And especially when you change the championship format this year to where as long as you attempt every single race, you're basically in the running to try to win a playoff berth. So that could pres- the racing is already gonna be crazy enough. So that's one thing. But making this a point race as well, that's gonna make it even more complicated. In my opinion, it should stay as an exhibition. The clash was good, and the clash, in my opinion, should not move back to Daytona, because we all saw how they started treating Daytona these past few years, which prompted the move to the road course. And then just deciding to take it to a different track, and they just took it across the country. There's reasons for this. There's reasons that they did this. We saw how the clash was on in the script to play area era of Daytona in the final years before they went to the Taper Spaces. We saw the type of racing that we saw that we seen from the clash at Daytona International Speedway before they went to the road course. We saw how it was just train racing, and then we saw like how the finishes and how some of the races were decided. So people seem to have short memory. I guess they don't like change. They don't like new things. They just want things to stay the same so they can just complain about things staying the same. That's what I feel about NASCAR fan. A lot of basically more vocal towards the group of NASCAR is dead, if you will. That type of fan base. That's what I feel about those type of dudes. Those type of people that talk about the sport in a negative light. Talking about NASCAR is dead. NASCAR is... I'm not even going to get into all this. I'm not even going to... Mm. You know, I'm going to get into it. Uh, let, let's talk about it. A lot of folks talk about... Yeah, hold up. No. This is what I'll do. I'm going to make another segment so I can talk about this. Well, Without further ado, this segment is the Clash review, and I hope y'all have a good day. Y'all can choose to listen to the second segment or not, but yeah, this segment I'm I'm about to really talk about. I'm about to talk about the, um, the standing of this track, um, the rare clip, NASCAR fans reactions, etc., and so forth. I'm gonna talk about all those, and I'm gonna talk about the auto club thing as well in my next segment. Without further ado, peace. And if you're going to listen to the next segment, hop on over. What's good, man? It's your boy, Anthony. Come back to uh, part two of this episode, Let's Talk NASCAR. And on this episode, I'm going to touch into some, a few things, such as fan reactions, my overall reaction. Um, by fan reactions, I really mean like a, would love. Haters have to say, I want to talk about, the overall performance, like NASCAR concerts and stuff. I want to talk about, um, I also want to talk about the rear clip and I want to talk about the Ty Gibbs fire issue. Now I want to talk about the two important things first. the first thing I want to talk about is that Ty Gibbs issue that happened in practice. If I believe I'm correct, the mufflers in, was installed the wrong way or they, but I thought wrong. I'm not. I'm basically just saying they just um miscalculated where we're supposed to have been at, and that's led to the fire that spread to the farm. That's what I'm led to believe via sources. What I see on Twitter. I'm not sure all the way, but I believe um either Jeff Gluck or Bob Pacris tweeted this. If I'm wrong, you can call me out on it, but. I also, I want to talk about that because fire issue, has been an issue in NASCAR, especially the past year, because we were reminded that, like, of all the risks that these guys really take in these cars. And I do feel like that's something that NASCAR has worked to address, so time will tell how that goes but we've seen like periodic fires throughout the years in almost every general NASCAR if you will but as far as (coughs) as far as in the dash in the cockpit area I really hope that's something that time will tell that that doesn't create a issue going forward I'm glad Ty Gibbs is okay but that was a scary situation that was one of the scary situations I've seen in basically a long time, if you will. I'm used to seeing guys with fires in the cars and they're able to get out, but we saw like the Harvick situation and the Justin Anderson situation in Talladega, and this is just a season opener a practice session for the Clash. Like that was a scary sight to see, in my opinion, and I'm glad I'm glad he's okay. Another thing I want to talk about is the rear clip that they added um, that they changed for this year compared to last year to basically be more absorbing, if I believe. And Bubba Wallace said that, the, that that hit that he took to the rear end of the wall, it was still hard, and the rear end hits still suck. Now, time will tell if he's basically time will tell on that and if he basically touches on it again and he says it was basically in the heat of the moment or not but i believe that's something that should really be looked at a lot because this is a real short track if you will and when we go to a lot of these other tracks there's potentials to where you can have a real hard hit in the rear end like Especially at Daytona, you can get hit on all angles. Especially if you get spun out and go into the middle of the pack. But those are two things I want to talk about first before I get into this part of the segment that's really um, more so should be less controversial than the two things I touched on at first. And this will be... The, the performance of the concerts And the people that NASCAR t- Gets for the concerts And I believe this is the direction That NASCAR should be going in And I really feel like people shouldn't Really have much of a problem with this Honestly like, I remember We were just getting For all 36 races this season We always got a country pre-race concert Or a rock pre-race concert Or something like that What's wrong with having rap? Like, what is wrong with that? Especially when you have a lot of people make rap songs about fast cars, going fast. If I remember, in two thousand and seven, ESPN had a segment leading up with the few races leading up to their chase, which are basically the races where everybody That was supposed to be the most intense of the O seven season, leading up to their chase. They had Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna. I mean, like, I don't see what the issue is. We got rap concerts. We got people, pop concerts. Like, what's the issue? This is a new era of NASCAR. I hope people do realize that. We had a bunch of country and things like that back then because that's a different era. The era NASCAR has evolved. Like, a bunch of things evolve now. And... I feel like anybody who has really so much of an issue to where they don't wanna watch because of pre race con because of a pre race or halftime show concert, they got some issues they gotta work out. And notice a lot of these people are the same people that don't like to that didn't wanna watch the Super Bowl halftime show. They don't like I'm not gonna let it go, but yeah. you know what you know who these people are basically. People, these same people, they don't like Bubba Wallace and their chair when he gets spun out. Regardless of if he deserved to or not. But, yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of these people, every one of these people have to realize that this is a new era. Of NASCAR nigga have to get with it. Or, I don't know, they have to adjust to the world that we're in because this stuff really needs to stop because Bubba Wallace, it has to be understood that Bubba Wallace is going to be in this world for a while. and In my opinion, Bubba Wallace takes on to sort of like a, in a NASCAR world, he takes on sort of like a Tony Stewart sort of persona. He doesn't take any ish, and he's trying to go for wherever he can. Basically, the passion that he has—that's what—that's what strikes me about Bubba Wallace. But a lot of these people—it's <coughs> known. It's just a bunch of unnecessary hate, and the two are connected. A lot, the bunch, the same people that are talking negatively about Bubba Wallace, are the same people that talk negatively about all these concerts that NASCAR did and talk negatively about NASCAR moving the Clash to the LA Coliseum because they preferred to be in Daytona. Even though these same people were complaining about how Daytona has been in the past few years for the Clash. like It's either been a practice session or it's just been an all-out just craziness to where you barely have your cars finished. They even had to change it to a road course. It was obvious that the writing was on the wall. So I think NASCAR, I think that's a lot of these older NASCAR fans, because it's really a lot of older demographic in my opinion, people need to really learn to adjust and get with the program because the reason that a lot of these people say that they don't want to watch NASCAR anymore, at this point, what are you going to do? Just stare at a screen all day? Just watch old reruns all day. Because the world is changing. Now it's going to change it with it. So I don't know exactly what people expect. I don't know exactly what people expected, And the only thing people are doing is exposing themselves to their hatred. And that's my take on that. As far as all the ceremonies that NASCAR did for this clash. I want NASCAR to um, follow up. I want to see... I'm really interested to see what they do for the Daytona 500, for the All-Star Race. Those are two events in my opinion. I think NASCAR is really for the culture. and NASCAR culture itself is extremely accepting. And while people are so much hitting on, oh, they're just hitting so much on the Coliseum. Wait till, wait till the Southern 500 weekend comes around. <laughs> wait till you see all these throwbacks this year. I really think NASCAR is really doing a lot production-wise when you view these races and fan experience-wise when you go to these races. I really think NASCAR is about to take a big step in the next direction. We'll step up in another direction. Cause, because NASCAR... I started watching NASCAR like around when NASCAR was in its prime. You feel me? Like... 2004 through 2006, I was watching periodic races. I didn't have to care what time, so I could only watch what I could. But that's when NASCAR was in its prime. Now, with that being said, NASCAR, in my opinion, is going to start getting up more and more towards that level. Because NASCAR is going to start getting more and more money and more and more popularity. People are going to start getting more... People are going to start getting more and more interested in NASCAR, especially with this new TV deal that's coming up, which I have touched on in a lot of countless, countless episodes. This new TV deal coming up is big. And it's real big for a lot of reasons. I even heard there rumors that Disney could try to get NASCAR back, and you know, we all know Disney has ESPN, so could you see NASCAR return to ESPN? I'm going to, like, that's like, is NASCAR is basically It's taking a step in the right direction Because it's going mainstream again Because, let's face it There was for a long period of time That NASCAR was sort of going downhill A lot of people were like Oh, NASCAR is dying What is NASCAR is going to do? But whenever NASCAR actually does something In these previous years Everybody hates it Not everybody hates it But everybody that's talking about NASCAR is dying NASCAR is dead you yep. NASCAR, the stands are empty. They hate everything that NASCAR is trying to do. So I think these people are the ones that are really bringing NASCAR down. Cause were they really, really real fans or were they only there for for because it was there? The culture was how they only liked it. And then when it started changing, they were just like, they couldn't change with it. They couldn't accept new things with it. It had to either be how it was or, oh, well, I'm not finna watch anymore. Or I'm finna complain anymore. I'm finna project negativity on the sport. And that's like, I don't mean to get too deep and go, go to our rant. But a lot of these people just need to watch the races. Just accept the change to these races. Like, come on, bro. Like, it's not that hard. Like, a lot of people would be mad if we didn't have NASCAR at all. Like, at least they're trying, bro. There's been stuff that's been inex- inexcusable that is right to hold people accountable. But this kind of stuff that people are grasping at the straws over, getting mad over, it's just it's just sad, bro. And then the class kicks off during Black History Month. What are they so mad about? Um, The whole Drive for Diversity thing. And hold up. The whole. The whole like, what are people mad about this over? Like, I believe they had a Black History Month banner somewhere around the Coliseum. Like, what are people mad over? I mean, people were saying that um, they would rather pay like thousands of dollars for to put the banner there than to um, get a sponsor to put money more money to the sport. I was like, okay. It's still black history, Month, And people will complain about that, say it's wrong and things like that, this and that. they third get disrespectful over say it's an to say NASCAR going woke, if you will. Like, these people are going to start following out the sport, and that's good for the sport itself. Because once these people are gone, then we can get... All the people that are actually fans of NASCAR itself. And not just the ideologies and the cultures that used to be around it back in around the 80s or 90s. Because when I been in the Confederate for like, there showed a lot of people saying right there. But that's my take on that. That's my take on that. That's it on that. That's all I have to say on it. My last point of this segment before I'm going do not make the clash the point race, do not do that because Auto Club, even though Auto Club Speedway will not be ready by 2024 or elite or maybe even 2025, I'm not sure what's going on over in the area, but it's going to take them a while to convert that track into a short track. Do not make the clash a short track race because do not make the clash a playoff race, not a playoff race, a points race. Because then you have a joke they're making a playoff race. Don't even joke about that. That's crazy. But do not make this a points race because you cannot run a NASCAR race present day as you would a Saturday night late model race or a Saturday night dirt race because once you get to the main events and stuff, there are heat... No, not heats. There are stage races. There's stages in all forms of NASCAR, in the top three series of NASCAR. You cannot make that work because, for one, you cannot fit... Every single car that would attempt to qualify for, because that was like twenty seven cars, right? We we would get like thirty six to forty cars on regular, for NASCAR. You cannot, you cannot fit thirty six cars onto the LA Coliseum short track. You cannot do that, and you cannot run the format because they have stage races. So, let's say if they keep the field size to twenty seven and go back to twenty four, like how you would with the World of Outlaws, if you will, or however big the field size is. You cannot, you cannot make that work because these are 36 guys. 36 teams are guaranteed to make the field regardless because they have a charter package. So how would having a 27-card field because even 27 is pushing it on an L.A. Coliseum How would that work in a points paying NASCAR race? And I say it's because I see a few speculations about should the Clash be a points race or not because the L.A. Coliseum is is on the West Coast and Auto Club will not be ready. And who's going to replace Auto Club? Me personally, I think Sonoma should replace replace Auto Club pending how the weather is at that time of the year. And and I say that because I think it's a lot for teams to just go out to Sonoma and then bounce back. Because they go from Gateway to Sonoma, and then from Sonoma. I'm about to see the schedule from where they go from Sonoma after they leave that track, but hang on. They go from Sonoma to Nash. Well, it makes sense for Sonoma because they got a break afterwards. But in my opinion, Sonoma would be the best fit if they have to stay out west. Or if not that, maybe try to do um a one-off race at one of these. Lo- but even then, no, that won't even work because it's too long You have to renovate a short track for a NASCAR Cup Series date. So I'm not sure exactly what they would do with that date that they will lose. Unless they try to push the West Coast, they race back at Phoenix and try to shuffle the scheduling or maybe add a track because there's also talks about The Rock coming back to the schedule. So that would be interesting as well, pending how the weather is at The Rock. But those are all my takes. And all my That's all that I have to say for this podcast Monday. This is a very big episode. I hope y'all listen to it, man. And uh, I hope to have a guest on the show in the few in the coming weeks, man. But well, for further ado, peace. I hope y'all have a good day and a good week.